Yeah, because we, we'd rather just get this over Yeah, let's... let's uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, you guys are rolling right now. That was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Josh. We're rolling right, right now. Right now! Shut it. Um, you got the xylophone. Play a song. Thank you. Um... Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Woo! Welcome to the Comedy Store podcast. This is exciting today. Uh, my guest is Rick Ingram. Whoa. Or a headache. Josh? Is that because I'm the guest? I think so. Oh, shit. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's dying. Well, we are. Rebecca. What was that? That's uh, what goes in the headphones. Oh. All right, now it's good. I'm going to put it back on. It hurt my ear. Yeah. Whoa. Is it still buzzing? No, it's not buzzing anymore. Because the other night, Megan was like, yeah, it buzzes, but it doesn't come through. And I'm like, oh, no, that means it comes clearly through. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So what happened? Did it? Uh, could you hear it? Could you hear the buzz? No, I listened to that one, and um, that was the Jeremiah. Jeremiah, yeah, and he took out. Remember when it kept going? Yeah, Josh got that out. Oh, so that's that good. good. So I don't know if that just uh, was on the podcast, but it was like. Rah! So yeah, I feel like that we could do it that way because today on the Comedy Store podcast we don't really have a guest, so I decided I think I should interview Rick. Finally. Because no one has interviewed you. No, people, they haven't taken the time. and I, You know, I tell the stories, but it's like Ron White once said, no one gives a fuck what you have to say. <laughs> You're just some young, dumb, 20-year-old punk. And, uh, uh, and I mean, it's he's not, not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's wrong about the age, but you True. Know, he's 140. And so, so to his, him, yeah. you know, anyone within three decades of I'm the age. I'm young to him, and that's why I like him, and yeah. I'll probably sleep with him. God, good luck. There's, there's no way he gets erections. Absolutely still. not. And I'm not putting popsicle sticks around that thing. Mm-mm. Build it up. Is that is that up. an old school <laughs> secret? Yeah, you don't want to get you splinters. popsicle stick it and then you tape it up. Sure, sure. Great, like great plan. Yeah, it's like correcting when you jam your finger. Oh, okay. Pull it's it out. the splint. Yeah, there it's you the go. finger splint. Hey, okay, thank you. Yeah. Splint. I couldn't think of the word. Damn it. Yeah. I, I fucked up my finger playing basketball when I was a kid, so it doesn't line up anymore. Okay. Were you athletic? No. Other than track. I know you did I track. was a cross-country runner. Cross-country. I, I played uh, basketball and baseball growing up, and I was as you know average as can be. I really? Had a, I had a, a decent father, so he at least taught me the skill set of okay. all the sports. I just, uh, I just lacked in natural ability. And so, you, on your own, got out of it. Like, you weren't like, I'm going to keep trying. No. And I never I never tried out in high school for anything or anything like that. But, you know, I played through eighth grade. Uh, summer after eighth grade, uh, I, I played on a more competitive baseball team. Okay. And I thought, you know, I'll just give this a shot and <laughs> see how it goes. And uh, I didn't get to play a lot. And then I got... Uh, I took a fastball straight to the skull. I know that story. That's what and, I was thinking uh, of. So, yeah, that was the end of my, my baseball career. I, I mean, that's not good. I mean, once you get hit in the head, you got to pick yourself up and try again. I, I don't know if that's yeah. a song or something I made it up. It sounds but. like a country song. Um, I, I I don't even 
remember getting hit in the head. That's how good I got hit in the head. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, t- I took. Do you it. think that's Mitzi bouncing on the? Okay. I, anyway, that's probably a lot of banging. That's I probably Mitzi. She's trying to get someone off the stage. <laughs> get him off! Get out of here! I don't. I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, but I do believe it's possible that Mitzi is just roaming the building, absolutely, telling people to get off stage. Yeah, she probably sent Rappaport to beat up Paul. Um, get Rappaport out there. We don't have an angry ginger. <laughs> Have him beat up Paul. He deserves it. Someone asked me, what's Michael Rappaport's comedy like? And I said, it's like Bill Burr if he wasn't funny in the slightest. <gasps> no, it- <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. But you used Bill Burr in a sentence with By him. By that, I just I mean he's an angry ginger oh, okay. who Isn't rants. Isn't he blonde? Is he ginger? He's blonde. I'm pretty sure Rappaport's a ginger. I don't know. I see him in movies and stuff. I, I worked with him at the lab, uh, improv, but I didn't see him perform. He, I had to go to another spot when he came in. So I was like, I watched him go up, and he was like, yeah, Matt, like pissed off. That's yeah. all I heard. That's and what I mean. I like, like, it's just. He, fuck, I want to watch, but I got to go. Just to see, because. Yeah, I saw him at the at the actual improv, in the, the main room at the improv, whatever, last Friday. Did you love that they call it the main room now? I mean, it's pretty special <laughs> that they they turned the bar into a second showroom and pretend like it's a showroom and not just yeah. the I worst. Mean, room it is like ever. the belly room. I like oh, I like the lab. I'm eating a Tic Tac and I just nearly broke a tooth. Um, uh, I like the lab. Terrible. Really? Terrible room. Oh, I think I've had good the shows. In there. I like the way it was awful. set up before. I don't. I never got a spot then. I've only seen the way it is now, where it is. Just the worst setup room. Well, see where the bar is? Yeah. That was the stage. And oh, then, no, you know what? I do remember that because I did Ari's uh, storyteller yeah, show there. Yeah, yeah that like was I did better. It too. It was way better set up that way. Yeah, and that, that it makes sense being set up that way. The way this is, it's like doing comedy at like a steakhouse in Lancaster mm. where they just threw a stage up in a part of the room where you're like, this doesn't seem really good for the flow of comedy. But yeah. You got to walk around the bar to get onto the stage. <laughs> it is weird. There's pillars like, right next the to the pillars it. in the yeah. audience, but yeah. they were in the audience the other way as well. Yeah, if I can remember, we did so many shows there. Yeah, I just did. I did the show one time. That was in the the half a decade where the improv didn't give me a single spot. So, <laughs> but half a decade yeah wow. it was okay. a solid five years no stage Nothing. time over there now do they give you stage time i get like four to six spots a year okay. and i regret every time no like the one last friday was terrible was it the lab or the other room the no big it was room. the other room and i'm just calling it the big room i can't conform My, michael rapaport was the big name <laughs> on the he lineup was on my show too and uh I, I i'm not sure that it brought the crowd out okay per se. But it was a lot of uh, angry millennials. Uh, okay. I'm I not sure that. they were into his brand of uh, quasi-conservative humor. He is a brand. So, but uh, yeah, I went up after some really sassy Puerto Rican lady who was just dreadful at comedy. And Tall? I, I guess. I, I didn't really size her up. Okay. I just know that there was a lot of flavor, and I felt like she was kind of... Uh, you know, Ali Wonging it, where <laughs> there suddenly was a lot more ethnicity to her stage persona. 
right now I just felt like Sebastian where he's like, do you think about what you're saying? No. What are you doing? No, I mean, but I see what she's very successful. Allie's very successful with it. But again, it's just it, there's a difference between stage performer and human being off stage. Uh huh. And so, like, I heard the Puerto Rican lady talking prior to her set, and didn't notice an accent. Wouldn't have guessed that she was Puerto Rican. But then when she got on stage, it was literally like she was shot out of a Puerto Rican cannon. She. <laughs> Was so she technically th- was though. so thick with the accent. <laughs> I don't know if, if it's the same one uh, that I know. Not that there's only one Puerto Rican comic, uh, but she is from New York. And when you're like shooting the shit, she gets like East Coasty that okay. kind of thing. Um, but if she's just like trying to socialize, like I. I remember going to college and they put me in American Standard English because they were like, we don't know what you're saying. Really? Like, don't you can't do Shakespeare with that accent. Wow. And it was pretty bad. I was doing Shakespeare in a fila suit in North Philly. See, I like that. That sounds, I, that sounds like the only me. Shakespeare I'd ever want to watch. <laughs> but my it was so bad. And they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Can't do this. That accent's terrible. So they made me take American Standard English. And that's why you speak normal now? Ish. I, 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 but that's what I'm saying. When I'm home or if I'm just with my friends and I feel relaxed, like my mom will tease me. She'll be like, oh, look who reverted back to type. And I'm like, damn it. But it, you try to clean it up, if you will. See, about when you get on stage, you don't sound like suddenly... You know, you're no, El Guido from Right, Philly. I don't do that. I still try to stay there's, there's what a, I am yeah. or who I am. I, there's a lot of Southern comics in oh, these yeah. parts that do it too. I've noticed that big time. Where you're just like, oh, that's weird. I don't recall them being so thick in the Confederacy prior to getting on stage four seconds ago. There's one specific that another comic used to play basketball with and he's a little older and he was like, oh, I remember him. He was like the young guy trying to get in and he goes, but I don't remember him having that accent. And I went, well, now he does. Yeah, that's that's his thing now. <laughs> so I just couldn't, because if I'm off stage, see right there, off. Off, you got off, there. it goes in and out. But And when I was uh, taking that American Standard English, I would be, I was lifeguarding in South, lifeguarding in South Philly. Lifeguard. See, yep. I'm getting relaxed, right? Because I'm tired. So I was, uh, you know, you blow the whistle and you throw the kids out of the pool. And in South Philly, you blow the whistle and you're like, get out of the water. And water is with two O's. Water. Yeah, water. Water. W-O-O-T-E-R. Water. water. And so I said, get out of the water. Because I was practicing my, and the whole pool turned. It was like hitting the record player. Like, Who is this? They were like, what the fuck happened what to her? <laughs> Uh, she's obviously gay. Like an alien landed. Yeah. And was like, water. get out of the water. Water. That's so weird. So it did for a long time mess me up. And then when I got here, they were like, why would you change who you are? And I was like, "I because the lady said I couldn't speak English. And they were like, don't you know that you're going to have to lay it on really thick so that people think you're a character when you do comedy? <laughs> but every time I go to an audition, they'd be like, can you do an East Coast accent? And I'm like... Which one? Yeah. <laughs> you you trained me to get rid of it. Now you want me to keep doing it. I, I got an email that uh, it was too late, but it was for an audition for something. This is like two months ago. Um, 
the really terrible manager that Jay Davis told me I should sign with and then called me, hey, man, listen, I think he's a cokehead. I wouldn't sign with that guy. I'm like, you're the only person who Wait, told me to sign Jay with Jay said him. not to? Yeah. Jay set it up. I went and had the meeting. I had to sit and watch Jay eat fish tacos with his braces, just cabbage dangling out of his I braces. Can't. I don't know. This guy pitching me just about how he used to be a great agent, but he gave up on it. And then I Google him after I leave the meeting, like, what's up with this guy? And it was like, he was accused of sexually assaulting a lady <laughs> on an airplane and stuff. Just like, well, you know what? If he can get me auditions, I'll I'll, I'll deal with that. <sighs> and then the next day, Jake, hey, listen, man, I, you know, I'm not sure about this guy. I think he might be addicted to cocaine. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So then I didn't hear from the guy again, obviously. And uh, and then he sent me an email. I was like, hey, uh, got this email. You know, I, I put you on a couple of the actors' websites as my client, and someone hit me up about this. This is like two years after we had one meeting. Okay. And uh, it was like, we want you to come in. We think you're great for this part. And it was for some, like a one part on a, some new RuPaul show that's on okay. Netflix. Great. Yeah, no idea. I'm just like, whatever, I'll, I'll do it. And so then I sent the lady an email and said, hey, you know, I'm not actually that guy's client. I don't know. I guess he put me on some websites and you found me there. But she said, oh, well, we already did the auditions. But um, if you want, you can you can send us, uh, you know, you can record yourself and send it. I was like, you, but you already did it? I'm so confused. That's weird. And so then I read the part, just like, well, I guess I'll send it in. It's like real East Coaster, New York, uh, Queens. I think it said Queens, Queens. accent. I thought you were going to say Goomba. I was like, damn. No, it's like Queens. real Queens accent, slick back hair. Uh, I'm just reading. I'm just like, why, why on earth would anyone try and book me for this? <laughs> and so then I'm like, do, do I actually try and do this or... Eventually, I was just like, what? I mean, she told me they already did the audition, so but I'm not sending in a... You didn't do it. No, I'm not sending in a tape of me, oh, yo, I'm from Queens over here. <laughs> Ridiculous. Jen, the manager, is from Queens. You can ask her some questions. She'll give you some. She sounds pretty normal to me. She does. She does. But I think she, again, in workplaces where it became... Okay, you sound crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure if your microphone is operational. I think when you touch the wire, it, it started buzzing. I've had it with this bullshit, man. Uh, so I did already. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I just didn't, I, don't, I don't want it to be buzzing on the recording. That's really my fear. All right. Yeah, because we... Uh, Definitely can't afford to have any sound problems. People notice. People, we apologize. Like, it's just Rick and I right now, and we apologize about yeah. that. We don't know tech shit, so if you want, just blame Josh O'Brien. That's right. Oh, hey, Josh. I didn't know you were listening. <laughs> Josh, I don't <laughs> want you to- Brett Erickson, any of those guys, just Twitter, hit them Instagram, up. and all that other stuff. I don't want you to take the full blame. Who else works down here that we can pin this on? Brett oh. Erickson? Let's pin it on Erickson. Brett? All right. I mean, he's a good guy. Is is there someone who Mike isn't Schmidt. as likable? Mike Schmidt. No, Schmidt. he might murder us. Okay. We don't so, want all right. La- no, forget that one. Who's the, what's the girl who works down here? Meg. Yeah, let's yeah. blame her. Megan. Megan. There you go. 
unbelievably uh, unprofessional behavior by her. I know Josh is talking, but I took my headphones off, so I can't hear. You don't know what he's saying. Unbelievable. (laughs) You know that is an American hero that you're insulting. That's true. That's true. That's true. But Bill Burr says I'm allowed to. Oh, okay. USA. USA. (laughs) You're all right. If Burr says it's fine, it's fine. If Burr says, can I ask you what you think of all the nonsense with the Louis C.K.? We didn't talk about that with Jeremiah, did we? (laughs) No, that's that's probably too intense for a young lad like Jeremiah to get involved with because he's he's going to play the Hollywood side of things and just be like, well, I think what he did was inappropriate. And um, but the truth is, I think it's interesting to see because Louie has nothing to lose now. Yeah. This is as free as a comedian could ever be. Yeah. He's he's made a bandit's fortune. He's mm-hmm. got to have $50 million probably. Hopefully. He's made more money than most comedians combined ever will. Mm-hmm. And I know he, he's claimed that he, you know, financially put all of his money back into projects or whatever Well, it was. he did that one that he put, uh, what was it, Horace and shit what was it called that was yeah i remember that yeah it was, the it was like steve buscemi one. or something yeah it was yeah. a bunch of but but he paid them and he produced it self-produced it so it was right. all his money backing it's like backing your own bets right and it it was on i think one maybe two seasons or whatever but yeah. i don't think he recouped all of that yeah that's possible but i'm not saying that's but he, all I mean, money. Like he made the last year before he um masturbated his career away uh (laughs) in the public eye yeah that's right he uh literally i think he made somebody's eye Mm -hmm. i think he made 56 million dollars or something wow and i know he's talked about and that's one year so yeah you know the 12 years leading up to that where he was a, a known name in comedy he probably made a couple more million at least yeah and i know he said that he lost 35 million the day that story came out and money he lost through Netflix deals and TV shows he was producing that he mm-hmm. had to give up his rights to. Um, so, I mean, in theory, he's made enough money that he should be able to live super comfortably for the rest of his life. And now he doesn't have to worry about angering Hollywood because they're not going to work with him anyway. Right. So he's doing a set that he thinks is funny. You know what I like, though? He already eliminated Hollywood. Yeah. By financing his own stuff his specials remember when he did that he started that pay five dollars if you want to hear my special i'll put it out that's amazing but i mean he also was had like a 30 million dollar contract with netflix to do comedy specials (laughs) so they took that away (laughs) i mean my wife and i have kind of argued about it because i think he could go on tour right now and you know he couldn't sell out madison square garden but he could do Two, Absolutely. three thousand seat theaters, and they'd fill up with people. And it would be mostly right. Who would touch that tour, though? He would have to do it himself. You think? What do you mean? Who would touch it? Like AEG, Levity, like uh, he would. Ha- yeah, he would have to set it up himself because no one's gonna. Yeah. No one wants to look like they're taking his tainted money. Yeah, but like, he there's no it. way. You could find a, a promoter would get behind. Yeah, that. he could find someone to manage him. Shit, I would do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Oh, Rick, this could be a I good idea care. for us. <laughs> uh, the more I realized that there's legitimately almost a 0% chance that I'm going to be able to get something going. That's not true. Just knowing my style of comedy. I just, I'm mean-spirited. and. So you think you could open for him, too? Look at this. Double I didn't dipping. Even, I hadn't even considered that. But I mean, we have to take manager out of the title because what will happen is that's illegal. Right. That's double dipping. But what we can do. Listen, there's going to be a lot of illegal things on this tour. Okay. You're so, actually right. Now, I will come if he needs to come. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, I don't mind because I'm lonely and then I get to work with... You pull the Sarah Silverman move. Like sometimes I would help him jerk off. And sometimes Sarah. I would just watch him. <laughs> that is so passive aggressive of her. Like, yeah. well, sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't. That was one of those internet outrage moments where it's just like <laughs> these people are fucking losing their goddamn minds. Oh. And she was just like, yeah, he did it in front of me. And, you know, it was kind of funny. And sometimes was I would leave. was sister. And it was like... All right. And they were all mad at her. How dare you? You you were supporting a rapist and you were against all women victims. She was just like, oh, I'm sorry. He shouldn't have done that to you. I was just telling my side of the story. Yeah. He oh, didn't wait, have anything over me. Right. She told that yeah. story. Yeah. She was like, he didn't have anything over me. He wasn't my boss. He was just. He wasn't holding anything from her. Yeah. He wasn't prevent. Yeah. That's. I mean, I, I'm not saying what Louis did was great. Of course, Louis Again, yeah. fucked up. Again, he's a time. creep. He's a creep. Even if people are like, yeah, I'm cool with you doing that, you're a fucking creep if your thing is jerking off in front of people. Yeah. And I, I, I said something about it on Twitter, and I got all these people hitting me up. Dude, you know, whatever your kink is, who cares? Why are you judging people? Oh, I'm judging people because they're fucking creeps. Yeah. And there's plenty of things that, you know, that's how you get your rocks off. Cool. You're a fucking creep. Do you know how many CEOs and people out there that we don't know what the fuck yeah. they do and we all frequent their businesses or whatever? Yeah. And uh, but again, those people aren't famous. And so the but public. But they are in that world. No. I guess. Like, what's that one chick fill Andrew called? Was it Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, yeah, that uh, the, the Christian chicken place, right? And they they were like, we don't like gays, so we don't want you coming here. We don't care if you never come here. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, I just think I don't think they said they don't care if you come there. I think they just the we the president was just like, I think homosexuality is wrong, <laughs> and so then the gays were like, fine, we're not coming there anymore. And they were like, oh, okay, well, but then most of the gays I know we're busy every single day yeah. with just. <laughs> bigots so we don't care yeah most of the gays i know were like damn that chicken's That's good, good chicken. though. i've never been there <laughs> i mean not either. a matter of principle i just I'm never gonna wait in line for a chicken sandwich but did, you, did they have them in kansas I, they do now i don't think they did when i was I growing up, up it was it, a southern yeah. thing until the last 15 years so yeah i never heard of it and then they were like oh you gotta go and i went one time with doc willis because he helped me with hey, a yeah, car thing over. We should call Doc to come in. Oh, man, fuck that. Let's get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so afterwards, I was like, Doc, because it was such a simple thing with my car that I thought was going to cost me thousands yeah. of dollars. And Doc was like, oh, no, it cost $6. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, every time you hit the wire. Oh, sorry. God forbid I don't pop up my hands. I'll sit on. It's more comfortable that way. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Keep it warm. Uh, so I... Uh, 
Doc helped me. And on the way home, I said, I'll buy you lunch. And I go, where do you want to go? Oh, Chick-fil-A. I was like, oh, shit, filet. Because makes... I've never. Yeah. But it was like a Tuesday afternoon. So it wasn't that busy. Right. But it was still pretty busy. Even though it was a freaking Tuesday. What's happening? Yeah. I'm not sure. It just keeps buzzing. And... Now I did it again? Yeah, I just can't hear. It's just ridiculous. I can't. It's amazing that we're making money. Yeah, I can money. hear her now. It's amazing that we're making so much money here. Um, What's crazy is for the, the 17 grand per episode that we each make now. Oh, absolutely. We're part of the Hollywood elite, aren't we? You'd think we would finance better equipment, but at the same time, you know, we're just the stars. We're not. For a while, people were bringing in their own equipment. <laughs> yeah, that probably is, makes sense. I have a Zoom box at home. We could, I could bring it in. I don't even know what that is. Is that the little uh, portable so podcast it, thing that yeah, people have? Yeah, and some people use it because um, when I used to do my other podcast with Lexi Shoemaker, the first five, did yeah, the first five, yeah, uh, we had the little Zoom box. My ex bought it for me, so we were sponsored by Silver Fox Productions because he was a Silver Fox. Oh, okay, I but see he that. Bought it for me, and that was a big deal because I think they're like four or five hundred bucks, something like that. Yeah, no, when when Nost and I had a podcast, that's what we used. Nost, yeah. Nost and I had one. Oh, or you it, did one together? Yeah, Nost and I had a podcast for like four years. You're kidding? Yeah. What was it called? It was called Embrace the Hate, <sighs> and uh, our symbol was the Soviet hammer and sickle, and oh. it was just uh, an hour to an hour and a half each week of us just talking endless shit about everything that that's pissed amazing, us off. but. I have no idea if anyone ever even listened to it. Did it go up? I mean, obviously, he put yeah, it, was, it up. we put it I up. Matt's pretty good it, with that stuff. It was up for a while, and then uh, we just both got busy. He started doing, uh, he does like a a movie podcast on the Schmoes Network. Okay. That's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Ricky Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, he does like a, he watches, rates movies, whatever, talks about old movies, new movies, everything. Yeah, Nose thing is... Um, I think it's top 10 is what it's called. And they do like, you know, sports movies, their top 10 sports movies. Oh, it's him and the, this other guy who's uh, one of the Schmoes, uh, Schmodown there movie you know. trivia champion guys. I but bet like, you it's They're not... in London, I believe, next week doing their podcast. Oh, that's That's great. how much better their podcast. Oh, that's how big it is. Yeah. That's great. So, um, yeah, so he started doing that and I was just busy because I had a kid and stuff. So. Got it. Got it. How come we never have him on? Uh, we probably should. Yeah, right? I just never remember to, yeah, to ask anyone. Yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> I'm antisocial. And right. No, like you're a, not. I, I mean, am. you say that, but you, you have people you like. Here, you had a podcast for four years. I didn't even know it. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone knew it, <laughs> to be honest. I, I have no idea, honestly, what kind of numbers we got. But Schmoes has a good... Um, yeah, they have a good base yeah. built in and stuff, so... And Mark the guy he Ellis does it with is Christian super. Harloff, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. They're uh, those guys kill it. They they've been doing it for so long. I remember doing uh, when they used to just rate movies or like do YouTube uh, movie criticism. Basically, mm-hmm. I went and saw a couple movies with them. Oh my god, you would be great movie criticism. Yeah, we saw some terrible movies. It was fun because you know I just hate. Here's the problem with that though. Again, back to Sebastian. If you rip somebody, like I remember we had, uh, 
Ryan Azizi or somebody, somebody like that, that was kind of coming up. And this was a while ago. They were going to do the Schmoes thing. And he was like, you know, what did you think of this film? Would you come in and talk about it? And he said it was so bad that he didn't want to go and talk about it because God forbid if he ever want to work with that director or producer, right? then it's like he ripped their film apart. Yeah, but see, that's the problem with someone who has a chance working in the industry. And that's where I fit in. <laughs> And I, I at no point would have to be like, God, what if that director ever tries to cast me in something? Because I'm not going to go on an audition anyway. I kind of, at first I was like, oh, I guess I see what you're saying. But then, uh, like you, I don't go out for that stuff really either. Yeah. So, fuck it. I would talk about him, whomever. I don't remember who oh, it shit. was. Hold, please. Danny's calling Rick. What is above me? Is there a rug? Nothing. Rug? I was just looking at the, the hangers they have up there. What, <laughs> trying to figure out what the point is. I looked like, because one time a roach fell on my head. Electrocuted. Yeah. Definitely got electrocuted or something. Yeah, there you go. Fuck it. Do, are, oh. we, are we, can you still hear us? Yeah, All right, cool. Yay. And we're back. We had to take a little break. We had, to, we had to do comedy. Yeah. How'd your set go? I mean, I would say monumental, borderline going to probably get three or four deals out of that set. I should have recorded mine because it was Netflix. Next, Actually, it was HBO in the 80s. See, that's not bad. I feel Meaning like I was hacky. I feel, <laughs> I feel like mine uh, would have been really great on CISO. <laughs> so, now or when right it was now. around? Like, I feel like CISO was just in some guy's basement now. And it's just a camcorder. But in the meantime, Doug Stanhope's Cecil special was probably one of the best specials I've seen in a long time. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Funches, and you said Funches was good, so now I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Did you really enjoy it? Or were I, you being nice? No, I was posting before it came on. I, I watched. I ended up watching some of it. I was okay. just telling people to watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I watched like him. 20 minutes. I think it's funny. Oh, good. I I'll think he's funny. Out. He's he's such a weirdo. He is funny. He's like a nerd. Like he's a, like a nerd. I, I honestly, I mean, I think the dude is hilarious. I, I thought he was gay when I first met him. Me too. And then he was talking about the girl that he liked, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird. But he kind of addresses it on the special, which I thought was funny, with, oh, okay. with The Rock, he's talking about The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how if he was fucking a girl... I saw Something, a little yeah. clip of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I watched that. But I was hooked with his Ric Flair promo <laughs> that he put out. But I always wanted to have Ric Flair introduce me on a special. So I thought it would be funny <gasps> to have amazing. the Nature Boy. And then he did it. And so now I'm like, well, now I can't do it. But the way he did it was phenomenal. You want to fly in a jet airplane? Yeah. Having your dick sucked by the pilot? Oh, that doesn't seem safe. <laughs> Life isn't safe. It's just so funny to me. Just <laughs> the thought of hiring Ric Flair to say those lines and him just crushing That's it. Brilliant. Yeah. And I love that you wanted to do that. Yeah, I just always thought it would be fun. To, I was going to come out in a full Ric Flair robe, <sighs> escorted by scantily clad ladies. You okay. know, just on brand for me. Damn. Something, another but job I won't get. Now I can't be the Nature Boy Rick Ingram because Funches beat me to the punch. 
Freaking Funches. <laughs> Fucking Funches. Fucking Funches sounds better. You're right. He had a great tweet the other day where he's like, I don't trust anyone who doesn't have children. What do they have to lose? <laughs> and I was like, man, I wish that I had more to lose. It's true. But I have a child, but it's still just like, fuck, I probably should have done more. But I really have nothing to lose. And today I was running around thinking about that. Because I was like, oh, I should call. Oh, they can't. They got a kid. Yeah. You know, like any one of my friends that has kids, I'm like, oh, yeah, they won't be able to just yeah. do that because they have to think about it. Yeah. Anytime people are going to have fun, I'm just like, nah, I probably can't do that. <laughs> you're going to start bringing, I think you're going to start bringing Jules out. Just taking her yeah. places? Just say, fuck it. And let's. Uh, I don't know. Because most of the time I don't want to, I don't want to see people. Like we were saying oh. earlier, or it's like, I'm if I'm in a social setting, I'm fine and I can deal with it. But I don't want to be in a social setting. As weird as that Same. sounds, like I don't. The, to me, one of the worst things in the world was having to go to parties. <gasps> Interesting. Like just always th- hated same, it. Same though. Like, and, but I think I'm socially good. But I'm afraid of stuff like not afraid. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's just I don't want to talk to people. The pressure. Of Very it. rarely are there large numbers of people at those things that I like. So I usually end up finding like the two people at the party I like and just oh, hanging out in one spot for like two hours before I'm like, I should really get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. It was easier when I smoked pot because I would just find... Oh, because then you could just zone yeah, out. I would, and I would find just the... Usually the pot smokers were hanging out like behind the house or wherever <sighs> the party was and I would just hang out there and then like walk through for five minutes be like, hey, and then just get in my car and go yeah, home. But so yeah, I just never, I never enjoyed it. Like, no, I never I, went to like Dave Taylor's barbecues and stuff because it's just I didn't do too that. many people I don't want to talk to. I didn't do Pulaski's. I didn't Me do Ranazizi. I did one Ranazizi's. I, I did Ranazizi like Fourth of July parties. A yeah, times. one. They, I was a still heavy drinker then. There's a okay. lot of beer pong going on. Um, yes, there was. But. Uh, yeah, man, the last Ren is Easy party I went to, he lived somewhere in Hollywood or West Hollywood. That's how long ago yeah. it was. No kids still. Right. I think it was Steve's, I want to say it was his 30th birthday or something. Possibly. And uh, I just remember there was a, a girl who was a bartender here who... Uh, Samantha Fox? No. Oh. Uh, it was the rapper one, the white rapper oh, girl. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And, Always funny, by the way. And she uh, came up to me and was like, hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know I'm I'm dating Favorman. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I had made out with her one time. I remember this. Yeah. I mean, I remember this story. I don't yeah. remember her so much. Yeah, I just remember I, remember I made out with her. Like in her car, she was going to give me a ride home or something. And okay. then Don Barris came over and knocked on the window. <gasps> like, hey, what are you guys doing in there? Did he take his dick out? No, ah, unfortunately. Dude. That would have been impressive for everybody. Yeah, it made the kissing yeah. harder. <laughs> it would have made something harder for sure. <laughs> uh, well, I just remember thinking it was weird because it was like, you know, I'd made out with her one time, maybe a year, a year and a half before right. the event. So I was just like, oh, that's cool. She's like, well, I just wanted to make sure you were cool with it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about you. And then <laughs> Favorman came over. It was like, hey, I, I got to talk to you about something. The pig slayer. And I was like, okay. And he was like, hey, so, uh, you know, I'm seeing her. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, man. He was like, I know you guys hooked up. I was like, I, I mean, I made out with her one time. 
But he was like, oh, well, she said you guys fucked. And I'm like, oh, my God. Do women do this? They lie about this stuff? Because <laughs> it seems weird to me to like lie about. You need street cred, Rick. I and guess. you're part of street cred. It was, a, it was one of the most bizarre things ever. I'm just like, I'm positive I, I never slept to 30. He's like, oh, I don't know why I'm telling you this then. I'm like, yeah, neither do I. Um, but that was the last party I remember going to at the Ren is Easy. And then me and Mark Ellis crushing beer pong and high-fiving our way out of any girls talking to us. <laughs> I love that. And you guys talked about that on the podcast and that you were doing it last night was even better. Yeah. That I got to visualize it even more so. Yeah. And drunk Mark Ellis is sweaty oh, Mark Ellis. Sweaty, it's, drunk Mark Ellis. It's fantastic. It's amazing this <laughs> yeah. giant it was like my brother charlie sweats like that he gets a little heart yeah and mark's was even bigger it was like a giant heart yeah <laughs> yeah and i and i believe the the stains under the pit expand oh, gratefully yeah. until they so almost meet sexy. in the middle Not... but it's still fun to drink with them <laughs> always fun to drink i think drinking is fun like just seeing a few of our friends upstairs a little drunk yeah. that you don't get to see that Simone, much. Simone, eyes closed, <gasps> Simone. And you try, I tried to get him to come down. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah, that dude's always funny when he when he gets intoxicated. If we got he goes it, full Chris Farley almost. He bit my ass at a Christmas party. Classic. Bit my ass. And he's, like, and he's like the least sexually aggressive right. dude ever. Well, yeah, well, he's up. He's good. Yeah, well, can't come yeah. on to you. Yeah, I don't say I don't know. He didn't come on to you, Rick. He never did. Well, he came I'm on. A fucking, I'm not an attractive funny. dude. It was like a funny thing that he would do with me. I can't explain it. It wasn't evil or bad, but that one time he was. So, it was a Christmas party. I never came to a comedy store Christmas parties. I would always work them. Right. So I would decorate, put the stupid food trays out. You know, whatever, and then. Whatever happened to happen. There was always a show in the OR, and the party was in the belly I mean, room. Oh, okay. Remember? Or no. Or maybe you weren't here yet. Yeah, it was always in the main room. We would switch it back and forth depending on who was in town. But for the most part, we put it in the belly room. We put Christmas music on, and everybody just hung out kind of in the hallways yeah. and the, the back. The bar and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so, because it costs a lot to turn on the main room. And these are dead years. Yeah, these are dark periods. So... We did the belly room, and so everybody was partying, and Mitzi was sitting in the back in the kitchen on the white couches, or gray, whatever they yeah, were. You know the, what I'm talking the about? The ones over by the back entrance. Now there's an ice machine there. It's yeah. really annoying. Yeah. So That was the hang. Yeah. Cause it, Glass Mitzi, table, and, or the mirror table was there. Mirror tables, mirror backs on the chairs. Yeah. And then there was a mirror that you could look into that Mitzi would sit on the opposite side and fix her hair the entire time she was talking to you. She okay. never looked at you. She looked right at that mirror. Smart. And fixed herself. So she was sitting in her mirror spot seat. Profiling herself. Yes. Yeah, somebody was across from her talking to her. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I'm sure it was a veteran comic or sure. maybe a manager of some sort. And Simone... He might have been the manager, but he was drinking and he was off and he came, he was in the kitchen, kitchen, like dancing around being so loud. And I was like, oh shit, he's going to flip out because I was like, fuck, trying to ring in my drinks and be like, stay over here, Steve, quiet, sit, sit. Yeah. Yeah, Don't let Cruella DeVille hear you. And he, and you go, hi, Mitzi, like real overly. And I'm like, 
fuck he's gonna get fired you know and all of a sudden she was like what's going on and whoever whoever she was talking to she was like starting to get pissed off yeah she got up and walked out and i was like steve you gotta calm down and that's when he bit my ass while i was bringing drinks in i was full farley (laughs) but i all i did was laugh i'm not sure what that it's a race car yeah, I mean, something's going on. The vibrational field is about to collapse the building upon us. Yeah, I love drunk Steve Simone. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pressing charges, by the way, guys. I'd like you to... Uh, yeah, obviously. You know, it was 15 This years is a ago, Me Too situation. It's hurting me now. That's been buried deep inside of you, and it's about time we bring this to the people. I still have bite marks on my ass. I felt like, remember Night Shift? When they, oh, yeah. <laughs> when he, she bit me, and he shows his ass. Is this like... His big bite marks on her. God damn. What a great Ass movie. biting Steve Simone. The best. Um, speaking of me too and outrage culture, I got uh, I got a notice from Facebook today that I violated their terms. Oh, shit. Someone reported one of my status updates and uh, they said that it violated the terms because they, of hate speech. Because I posted something about Trump, and I called him a doofus, and then I said, but his white trash idiot supporters probably will still love him. And so I'm like, I read it, and it was like so not offensive compared to the shit I've been posting on Facebook for years. It's like Roseanne getting in trouble for that one thing. Yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, I'm so confused. I'm just like, what what part of that is the hate speech? Yeah. And then I'm like, is it because they said white trash? And so then I, I was doofus. Like, yeah, I, don't understand. I was so confused. And then uh, they said, you know, if you want uh, us to review this again, you know, click here. Or if you want to just accept it, then we'll remove the post. And so I, I asked for a review because I just, I truly was dumbfounded. Like, yeah. what about this? Is hate speech? And then they sent me a thing uh, telling me the problem was it wasn't that I called them white trash. It's that I called them white trash idiots. Okay. And it specifically states now that if you refer to someone in a derogatory way, a group of people, um, i.e. White trash being the group. Yeah. And you call them, and the examples they listed were retard, cretins, dumb, or idiots. (laughs) Doofus wasn't on there? Doofus wasn't on there. but. So I could have been like, hey, those uh, white trash people are out there fucking kids all day. <laughs> and that would have been fine. fine. That's not but idiots was a trigger word for Facebook. <gasps> so uh, they are slowly beginning to lose their minds. Who the fuck do you think is in charge? I have no idea. And then I was like, I wish I knew who reported me. And one of your brothers was like, obviously it was me. And I'm like, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and I said, you're a disgrace to never. your wonderful family. <laughs> I knew he was joking. Um, but yeah, then it, I was just dumbfounded. I literally sat on my computer and just like looked at it for like two hours, just being like, this is where we're at. Oh, and it made yeah. me think about carlin and the seven words you can't say on tv yeah and a modern version of the seven words you can't say on facebook oh that's a good idea and for a bit right there apparently it's cretins <laughs> idiots dumb and or stupid because obviously those hate words Holy take it too shit. far but that's how 
uh, offended people are. They're they're, they're nitpicking. Yeah. That. See, I haven't gotten any. I I've had idiots at shows. I've had. Um, I did this. Idiots. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, Eleanor, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've you had, uh, bigot. <clears throat> excuse me. I've had people at Thank shows. Thank you. Kind of people. Yeah. Nearly human people uh, at shows that get yeah. pissed off, and they'll like you know I do that thing with Feng Chao, where um, he'll heckle. I don't really. It's not really a thing. It's just Feng Chao wanting stage time late at night. Sure. So he'll start picking on me. But usually there's like six people in the audience. So I'm like, what the fuck? I might as well play with Feng Chao. You know, whatever. Right. I don't care. We have. We don't. He's do a it. friend. So yeah, we don't do it all the time. It's just once in a while. And this one time I did it, and I was in a bad mood. And I always tell him, I go, dude, I'm going to let you know when I'm in a bad mood because I don't like the way it comes out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I revert back to there's, type. Like, yeah, there's going to be. Like I'm in Philly and. There's going to be some venom behind yeah, the bite. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, I didn't say anything to him this one night. He didn't see me before I went on. And I'm telling you, I was basically saying things I've said before, but they were coming out with a little bit with more hate. of a punch. Yeah. And real hate. It wasn't from a fun place. It mm-hmm. was truly it felt evil Eleanor. It felt gross to me because it wasn't anything here. I was going after his race of people, but yeah. it came out that way. Yeah. And there was an Asian girl in the front. She and apparently she wrote a letter to Jody. Hilarious. And I said, oh, shit. And Jody called me and he goes, I looked at it and I thought, well, it's about time. <laughs> he, <he's- laughs> but... I get why that girl was a f- because she didn't. She doesn't see. get it. She doesn't know. But but we've done it a million times. Yeah, but she wasn't here. She doesn't know that it's you guys are doing shtick. She thinks you're legitimately. Yeah, and insulting. I've actually had Asian women walk up to me after and be like, "That guy shouldn't heckle you like that. That's not good." <laughs> so and they've never come after me. They've right. Always gone after him because he's like white bitch he says all kinds of shit about yeah, white people super aggressive i say some awful things like i said uh, you know I, sometimes i hate asians so much i don't even pee yellow and he nice. he got you know i mean he's like oh, okay Eleanor. anyway and then i make fun of how he talks <laughs> and she wrote what year is it for her yeah she's making fun but it's just because him like yeah i i can't explain it but if you're in a bad way yeah no, no. Yeah, people are out of their fucking minds. So I, I get that part of it, like if it comes off hate. But if you're writing it and it's silly. Yeah. Because like you say crazy shit on stage, but that's how you get through Yeah. what you just witnessed or watched on the news or whatever the fuck. Every time someone's like, how do you, how do you get away with saying the stuff you say? I go, because no one is jealous of me. I'm not famous. I I don't have Same. millions of dollars that they're like mad. Like, how come he makes so much money doing this and I work at fucking the bank? No one cares. <laughs> no one cares if people who don't have a lot of shit say things. It's only the people they're jealous of. Same reason why everyone suddenly cared about a tweet Kevin Hart put out 10 years ago because they're all mad that he makes $80 million a year mm-hmm. and they work at fucking... State Farm. So he can't host the Oscars. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah, it's every second of every... Like, we're fucked. Our sets uh, are... If we ever got on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I tweeted last week, my goal for 2019 is to get just successful enough that it's all taken away by 2020. 
<sighs> and that's really where I'm looking at is you want if I do get that vision. if I do get that break one year later, someone's going to dig something up, and then people are going to be like, "No, we can't have this guy anymore." Straight white man and says offensive things. Ridiculous. This guy is asleep because he is definitely not woke. You yeah, know, I'm just going to be over there. Asleep. Asleep. I'm woke as fuck. I could tell you're woke. But I got to be honest. I want to be asleep. Yeah, it feels good. I want to numb it out. And just take a tired. nice long. I'm just, I'm just tired of people acting like they're better than other people. Cause yeah, we're all the same they're offended shit by people. Shit. We're all the same shitty people. Yep. No matter what color, gender, yep. not gender you are, fucking. I was about to say, it. oh, so now we all have to have a gender, you bigot. Oh, excuse me. God damn it. That's, you know, when I used to babysit, I was like 13, 14 years old. I babysit my mom's best friend had a oops baby, you know. Sure. Uh, it was a nice big gap. And so I would babysit little Liam. And, um, I would say, oh, look how cute it is. And my mother would go, it? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. You don't talk to a child. That is a human being, it? Yeah. And now, now they pass the law right. in New York, it, yeah. X, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, people are, people are losing their minds. Yeah, I, we're I, getting back alley abortions and kids born with no genders. I was, we're going great, guys. I was talking to great. Martindale up in the hallway while you were on stage. I'm sorry, did he... And, uh, Sexually harassed. No, he he's always very respectful. Wow, I don't think he thinks I'm attractive. No. Um, but when he left, he always grabs my nuts. Does he, mm-hmm. oh, motherfucker? So now I just feel ugly. <laughs> uh, when he was leaving, he gave me a fist bump, and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna go crush some puss." <laughs> and I kind wow. of laughed, just okay. like it's obviously some funny. Butt pussy. Yeah. And he walked out, and some guy who I have no idea who he was was standing in the hallway, and he literally looked so disgusted, and he goes, oh, did he really just say that? And I wanted to be like, if you can't tell that that guy is gay yeah. and that he is not going to go crush some puss, yeah. then someone needs to beat the fuck out of you. Dude, he's just going to just like, open up some butt puss. You're a 40-year-old man who's going to get offended in the hallway at a comedy club Ugh. because... A gay guy said he was going to go crush some puss, and you don't know him, so you don't realize that he's not some alpha dude. Yeah. And even if he was, like, you don't have to be woke in the fucking hallway by the bathrooms <laughs> at the comedy store. Right. Just we're shut in the, the back fuck hallway. up. Get you don't know us. us. He doesn't know our relationship. He doesn't know if we're, like, I've never seen this guy in my life. I think he's just some guy who's Ugh. seeing a comedy show and trying to act like he's amazing because he's not going to put up with some aggro dude who definitely loves butthole, talking about how he's going to go crush puss. Well, I'll tell you what. I hope he's up there now, still in the uh, showroom <laughs> while Brian Holtzman is on. Oh, that'll be beautiful. Right now, just... Because that dude is going to get his puss crushed yeah. by Brian. Watch, watching Mr. Stalin. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Stalin. Get his groove on. The Joseph Stalin of comedy. Oh, my God. He is just up there screaming. I can hear him through the walls. It's and beautiful. I just this is where Mitzi's woke as shit yeah. upstairs screaming. Oh, it's great. God, how she would laugh. Fuck millennials. She would sit in the back of that room and laugh at Brian and laugh. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean watching Holtzman, there's two very different experiences. Watching a crowd love him <laughs> is spectacular. Watching a crowd hate him is amazing. As the vein on his forehead starts 
popping out. He gets Show so me the mad. hole. Show, Show me, me the hole. hole. <laughs> Just getting so mad at the crowd for not liking his particular brand of comedy. You fucking people, you fucking people. What do I need? Seven cameras? Jimmy Schubert tells me to film a special. Seven cameras. You shut your fucking hole, Schubert. (laughs) (laughs) He's yelling at people that aren't there. You're like, wait a minute, Jimmy's not here. That one night he was yelling about me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How many many spots are you going to give Rick Ingram? (laughs) Adam (laughs) Agatz. Adam A. Gets. <laughs> I'm just like, why am I getting brought into it? And the crowd, I didn't perform in that room. The crowd's just like, who the fuck is Rick Ingram? Who the fuck is Adam E. Gets? <laughs> he just loses it. Yeah. Flip out at absolutely nothing. Who is your, Who were your big comedy idols growing up? I mean, I know you watched SNL. That was your yeah. shit, but. Um, stand-up comedy-wise, I loved, uh, Chris Rock was like the first comic bring the pain bring the pain was the first special i ever watched nice. i was just like that's spectacular um you know i i liked i liked carlin a little bit um i've just never i've never been into a preachy comedy and he's pretty preachy he's pretty preachy but like i guess i never sat and watched the whole thing or listened to a full album i would just like P- bits see little pieces, bits of stuff that I thought it. was funny. And I, I liked his books a lot. I read a lot of his books. Yeah, he's got some great... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I there wasn't a lot of comedy. I used to watch the comedy, all the comedy specials on like Premium Blend and stuff on Comedy Central. So that's the shorter. Yeah, so they, they seeing... do like five to seven minute sets or something. Yeah. And I, th- I thought a lot of those were funny. A lot of them I have no idea who they were looking back at it. Yeah. But like, you know... Some of my I definitely thought was pretty funny. Um, my first real like diving into watching uh, comedians was when I was starting at Stanford and Sons, and I'd watch the headliners, whatever who came oh, over the weekend. Nice. And it was very educational in terms of uh, watching guys that I was really kind of impressed by. Where it's just like, oh, that's cool, and then other guys where it's just, I mean, I was. 18, 19 years old, you know, first uh, first headliner I ever saw do a weekend at a comedy club was Charles Fleischer. Oh, boy. Came to Kansas City. And, That's your favorite. And they were not, tickets were not selling well. Okay. So, uh, Craig. What year is that? Would have been 2000, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, like, I came out here a couple years later, and Fleischer was just crushing in the main room. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these Harmonica people? Harmonica and a yeah. separate mic. And doing his stupid name rhyming thing. His name is Pat. He's got a bad. Look at that. And you're just like, really? This is fly- this flies? Were you still impressed? No. I wasn't impressed when I saw him in Kansas City. And, and Glazer was like, hey, if you guys want to come this weekend. Because usually we yeah. had to pay to, to, if we wanted no. to. Yeah, he'd make us buy tickets to see a headliner show over the weekend. Um, and, which I did a couple times. I saw Tracy Morgan. Oh, I would have paid and, to see uh, that probably. And that was a great I like show. Tracy. Yeah. Um, but he told us we could all come for free and bring our friends to Fleischer because ticket sales were so bad. <gasps> and I went. And keep in mind, like, that Monday at the open mic, there's probably 120, 130 people oh, yeah, at Stanford's. Right. And then I went, I don't remember if I went Friday or Saturday to the Fleischer show, but there was probably 40 people there. And 10 of them were comics and their friends. 
And it was just terrible. He's all creepy faced and looking wow. around, all hunched backed and weirdo. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's kind of when my eyes started opening. Like, wait, all these guys aren't that good. Right. A lot of these guys are kind of terrible. And then I came out here a couple of years later, and I'm just watching him crush in the main room for the 80 people who were here, whatever, that night. Just like, oh, these people are morons. Whoa. And then I'll, I'd hear comics be like, dude, he's so brilliant. I'd be like, really? <sighs> and then I, that's when I realized most comics are just complete idiots. Well, I mean, work, Not to use such a horrible word. Oh, like yeah, idiot, you got to be but, careful, Rick, because we're going to get flagged. Now, but working here... You start to lose, cause you like we we've talked about it before, where you just see the tricks. Yeah, yeah. You, you start to see. Oh, I know they do this, that, the other thing. Yeah. Because when I first started here, it's, he brought up James Stevens the third Holtzman a couple minutes ago, and I thought this guy was brilliant. I was yeah. like, oh, but he would sing and get a standing ovation. But then I realized. It was his shtick. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm saying he yeah. still did his job. He still did what he had to do. And he was amazing. But like. He was a one trick pony. Ish. He did yeah. his thing. Yeah. 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 And then it was like songs and, you know, music interludes and. Not comedy. Right. Yeah. But in my. It was eyes, a performance. In my 21 year old, non comic really knowing, yeah. other than my brother's listening to Dice, right. uh, Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy, like that's all I listened to. Yeah. Um, I Steve Martin, I think. Uh, yeah, like I can my, play that one. I knew that one verbatim. To Steve Martin a lot, so I, I that heard was that Johnny's a lot. Favorite. But yeah. to me, that was like my parents' kind of comedy. Uh, I, I remember listening to a Kinnison album when I was maybe sixteen and being like, I "Never had those." I, I remember, one of my friends had it and gave it to me, and uh, I remember being like, uh, "I thought probably." Half of it was, I thought was super funny. And I was an already an angry yeah. young dude. So it was on, I was on brand for his demographic, I guess. And then the other half, I was just like, I don't really get it. Well, but, yeah. I, Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious, we could do verbatim. Yeah. Loved, I love that. Eddie Murphy. I remember was Steve one of my Martin's idols. being more silly and songy, more, yeah. more like Adam Sandler's. Kind like, of, yeah. The, the, you know, that kind of. But and I liked it. I was probably eight. I don't know. Johnny would play it. Um, and then my sister Kathleen had this boyfriend <laughs> that uh, didn't laugh at anything. Like he just yeah never he laughed. got it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, at anything. Yeah, and he was just like a weird dude. Yeah, like I can't stand him because of this incident. And then we made him watch Eddie Murphy Raw. I think it was, and. He laughed at like four different things, but it was like out of context. Like it was weird, and then his laugh was so awful. We wanted to execute him right You're there like, in the living oh, room. No wonder we were like, You've "We're going to fucking kill this guy." Yeah, that was our big. But yeah, we hated it when people didn't get it. Yeah, like we were like, "Get out!" You don't understand our lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, nothing angers me more than now than watching people who are bad at comedy doing well. So I'm just like, fuck Ooh, these people. Because they learn the tricks, you think. I, I watched, we had Carlin here. Yeah. For, were you here then? Yeah. Okay. Did you have to work it? Uh, I parked cars. Ah. I, I watched like, one of the nights I wasn't working, I, I came and watched a bunch. Of, we were just talking about this like 30 minutes ago at the back door. Oh, you're door. kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so what did you think? I thought it was sad. 
Right. Like it just wasn't in uh he did twenty five minutes on farting. Yeah. I mean it was it was one of those Fart, things where you're just like, he's he's run out of things to talk about. Jeff Scott was saying he has recorded audio recordings of those sets. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even I wouldn't even want to hear it. Like Mitzi would have lost her fucking mind if she saw that. I don't remember if she was here or not. Yeah, he did. Or she I, just didn't say anything and she wasn't around, I don't think, for those shows. But uh, he did like a a consecutive Nights. He'd, he'd be like, I remember at least three nights in a row. Yeah, because we used more. to be Lauren. He was getting ready for a special. Or I'm sorry, that was Jackie Mason, Lauren, and I did this writer for. But I did Carlin's writer too because I remember he had a deli that no longer existed in Los Angeles, and I was like, dude, this, this isn't is. a thing. So I said, you want green blots? He goes, that's shit. And I was like, all right. Yeah, what can he do? So I had to go downtown. To wow. get it at Langer's or something like right. that. But I mean, I just, that's all I remember. And then I was excited, like, oh my God, this is George fucking Carlin. Yeah. So I'm waiting tables watching him. Like, and after, again, I'm not a comic at this point. I'm just, you know, and I've never been so underwhelmed. Yeah. I t- that's what I remember. It's just like, oh, so eventually you fade away. It was the. Right. It was the old, maybe it is better to burn out than to fade away, because this is kind of sad to watch. And it was he had the first part memorized, and then he had to have to check his book for the the second yes. part he was preparing yes. for, whatever it was. I'm like, oh. But it doesn't take away that he was brilliant. It just was a weird... He also put out an album a year, I think. Yeah. He, well, Louis I, I don't know if he was at that point, but... Maybe not at that point, but yeah, he had for, it. Yeah, in the 80s especially, he, mm-hmm. he released them all the time. Yeah, I'm friends with Dennis Blair, who opened for him for a long time, who I want to have on the podcast because I love Dennis. He's great when he's in town. He's an old school guy, but he toured with him for like 20 years. And I remember Dennis on in the main room. He used to kill, just yeah. guitar at night. Like, just silly, but perfect opening for him. Right. And... um unfortunately it was like that's all he did all those years you know so yeah he's been in little movies here and there but nothing too big yeah um but once in a while dennis comes to la so i'll have him on he's that'd be cool to hear some carlin stories yeah carlin carlin was always uh I, you know, I never stopped respecting him, I guess. It was just me, me sad. Either. That, like, I just was that like, was the only time I ever got to watch him live. So it was like, I think it would be like seeing the Rolling Stones now. And I'm sure that there's people who are, would be like, no, they still put on a great show, but I don't want to watch the Rolling Stones. They all look like someone's grandma now. Do you think that'll happen to us? I mean, we're going to be a grandma and grandpa, I, whatever, age soon. I don't know. Someday I'm closer than you, but... I can't imagine... I'll be dead soon. I can't imagine still I would have to get really way more successful at this to still be doing it then yeah I, I got never, like, like one more year of joking about abortions because at that point they're going to be like bitch your eggs <laughs> are dead we know no I just don't want to like I've, I've talked for so many years now about how sad it is when you watch like an old comic who's just out of touch trying to act like they still belong in the game and you're like oh you're fucking sad <laughs> And there was it's a, so fucking hard. There's like, a lot of them around when when I first got here. Yeah. We were just watching. And there's guys who people have told me they were so funny and I get it. But like when I watched them, it was just like this sad thing where you're just like, oh, they don't know. They're... I'll tell you who still doesn't lose his luster. Carl LeBeau. That's what I was thinking. 
only because I watched him in Vegas last weekend. My God, is he still 150% fucking jumping around that, like, yeah. like nothing ails that man. And yeah. he's 60 or something yeah, up there. Yeah, be close to, yeah. And he's just, even Andrew, we were sitting in the dressing room, like, stretching for him because this guy's just running around, giving it his all. He does this drunk character that's just fucking phenomenal. But he falls off the stage. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he didn't break a hip. Yeah, he can't be doing that. What are you that? doing, dude? Well, you got to give he's, it your he's all. he's covered in tats, you yeah. know, and he's just, it's amazing. Like, he still looks as fucking hip as they come. Well, yeah, but I, and he's part of what, if you're going to survive what you have to do, which is he never stopped creating. Exactly. What, what, he'll what's open with a me. brand new thing yeah. that happened that day. What's sad to me is the the guys who are doing bits that you know they wrote Ugh. in '85. Yeah, they're still doing it. You're just like, oh, this is this is sad to watch. Yeah, like so, sometimes it's fun to watch Andrew because he he will also write a lot. Yeah, but when I say Andrew writes a lot, I mean he'll see something and be like, I'm going to talk about that. And then he'll open with it and get a standing ovation. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I'd have to work that for 19 weeks. No, he knows his, you know, he, knows he knows his, his character, character so, so yeah. well that. And it's part of it is that his character is so aloof to things exactly. that it's like, if he doesn't know what he's trying to say, it just makes it better sometimes. Yeah. It was like a comedy store reunion. When I was in Vegas, with yeah, I saw him. the, the pics. But John Caponera and and Caponera brought up like, a good point. He's like, the brilliance is the writing for the character, like how ridiculous he keeps coming up with shit. Yeah, and he can see it through such a fucked up eye that it, it works. Like every part of it works. Still, work. John was punching the table and out of his seat, yeah. like like a Def Jam audience member. It was amazing. Which is fitting. <laughs> but you know, Johnny's like kind of reserved. Like yeah, he's yeah. Not, but he was, he was so fucking, and Steve Pearl laughing so hard at Andrew. Yeah, the the picture of the crew hanging out, I'm like, that's cool. It's a bunch of people who belong. And then the moron stuttering John from. Oh, yeah, John Melendez. It's funny because he got in the picture and I go, Harry, I thought this was going to be a comedy store only. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, I can't get in the picture. And I go. Nobody fucking knows you. Yeah. I, <laughs> he got mad at me. I, I remember when he started trying to come here and Tommy had to yell at him because he was trying to big time everyone. <laughs> and he told Tommy, he's like, no, we, we, this is for young comics. And he goes, well, I want to do time. And he's like, you're not a regular here. Uh, you don't and fit into what we're doing here. And that's, he just said, you're not a regular here. And he goes, I'll bury this club. Yes. And then Tommy was like, I don't even know who you are. Someone <laughs> had to tell me who you are. That's not a good sign for you. It was just like the most brilliant speech ever to give stuttering John. You know, I work on the Leno show. He's like, well, are you going to put a comics on it? Because if not, get out of here. <laughs> it was like awesome. Sometimes we miss Tommy. Yeah. Because that wouldn't happen today. No. Everywhere. I mean, they wouldn't put him up, but they definitely yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't, put him they up, wouldn't but... aggressively tell him what a loser he is <laughs> like Tommy was. Well, and he did write for The Tonight Show. He's a very nice guy. He had us a book right now, and he was like, you want one of my books? And I'm like, okay. He's like, you'll laugh. And I'm like, all right, cool. No, you won't. And then uh, he signed one for Dice, and because him and Andrew are good friends because he was on 
Stern, Stern for a long yeah, time. That, so Andrew knows from there. Um, the only weird thing is the first time I met him, I was with wheel with wheels with wheels. All of a sudden, yeah, I was with wheels. I stuttering, John. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're wheels and I are standing in the dressing room, and this guy comes in with a cute girl, and it was stuttering, John. I didn't know who he was. And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, John Melendez, I think is his real name. And I go, oh, hey, man, nice to meet you. You know, he's like, I'm looking for, I'm friends with Dice. He goes, I'm friends with Wheels. And I go, you are? And Wheels just looks at me. We're right there. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm used to Wheels doing shit like this, but yeah. not another person. And so he goes, uh, yeah, I was on the Stern show. And he's like, Wheels goes, oh, you're stuttering, John? Like that. And he goes, yeah and he goes i'm wheels and i go yeah hello this is wheels and he goes oh my god you look so different i was like he does but then andrew goes he did because wheels used to have this big the big the pomodoro yeah and so maybe it was different to him but no he he was someone pretending like he belongs (laughs) like he has his entire career but i I won't let him live it down he wasn't a writer on the tonight show he was the announcer i thought the tonight show he was i when, thought he was a writer no and jay came back and they were trying to attract a younger audience this is post the post conan debacle that's amazing he, he they brought I did in not know that yeah they brought in a guy from the howard stern show because they thought that would get the young crowd and the only guy they could get for what they were offering was stuttering john i really so want to throw like myself the, in the air right now i'm yeah. so happy to hear this it was like the yeah, welcome to tonight show with jay leno that was him that was his job he, he wasn't writing anything because he's a moron oh see i but see the th- he's very nice he really is i and like i said i've never seen him perform yeah i've only ever seen him act like a I haven't a read arrogant his book. asshole so that's I, my only impression of him. And that and I, he was never that funny on Stern, but I never listened to Stern. Yeah, and then I I would only listen if Andrew was on, and then Stern pissed me off because he would only ask Andrew one question. If you listen to every, you whole say. So tell me about you and Kennison. Like he wanted Andrew to disrespect right the dead, get the feud, and it's going. like go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know what? Who are you looking at, Ron? <laughs> uh, people are staring in now. Yeah, creeping us out. How long have we been on? I think this we've been exciting. on for yeah. We've had at least an hour and a half. Are you kidding? Yeah, easily. Oh, Rick, I could talk to you all day. And Josh is saying no way. He's saying no way. One oh five. One oh five. Okay. All right. Fuck it's it. It's weird when you split it up. I guess. Yeah. It does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It didn't feel that long, but yeah. we did split it up because we had to do. This. And we were yeah stopped for an hour. I, I feel like I didn't interview you properly, but. That's all right. No one, no one cares. They don't want to know anything about me. Well, we just wanted to put this out because you're not going to be here next week. So I wanted to. Ha- we have to have something out. So yeah. it's exciting. I think I think our loyal listeners will like it. They're gonna, you know, when they hear that we said idiot probably thirty times, a lot of them are going to turn it yeah. off. You want me to say retard? Da- Eleanor. That's one of that's one of the seven words you can't say on Facebook. It's one of the seven deadly sins. (laughs) The seven deadly sins of Facebook. In high school, my I mean in grade school, my teacher, her name was Miss Jadotti. That's right, Miss Jadotti. Jadotti. She taught all the Kerrigans except for my little sister Edie. Okay. So Miss Jadotti named. I was one of the seven. There was seven deadly sins, and she that's what she called us, and she put us in the side of the class. Seven Deadly Sins, and I was one of them. See, that's impressive. It was me, my friend Melissa, Greg, Antney, Antney. Two Antneys, a Joey. Antney? Uh-huh. A Bobby. <laughs> Two Antneys, a Joey, How many a Bobby, Marios? How many Marios? A Greg, a me, a Melissa. 
and that was it. We were the seven deadly sins. No Mario's. Mario's were older than me. They didn't go to my class. 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 Uh, if so, you want me to talk with the Philly accent, I could do it. Also, I have a friend that talks real slow, and she talks like, L, what do you do? <laughs> she's from Philly, though? Yeah. but Southern, southern Philadelphia, she's obviously. She's Puerto Rican and Italian, and I've been in fights where she has like uh, stepped up, if you will. Okay. She will fuck you up. Took the earrings off and did what she needed to do. She she'll she's real soft spoken. She'll be like, Al, it's so fun in here. Oh my god, isn't it nice? Don't you love it? Al, it's fun, isn't it? Fun who the fuck are you looking at? And she'll just lose it. <laughs> and it's my favorite. <laughs> but she looks so sweet, but she will That's fucking nice, take yeah. your life. And it's amazing. And uh, I love her. Well, rightly so. I mean, she's Puerto Rican, but we'll let that slide. Puerto Rico. She sticks up for you. Uh, Just FYI to all of our listeners, here are tier one hate speech attacks, according to Facebook. Oh, I'm excited about this. Okay, good. You found it. Any violent speech or support in written or visual form dehumanizing speeches such as references or comparisons to one, insects. Insects? Shut the fuck. Fuck up. Two animals that are culturally perceived as intellectually or physically inferior. Is a rescue dog? Bacteria, disease, and feces. Okay. Sexual predator. Okay. This is my favorite part. Subhumanity. I don't even know what that means. But if you refer to someone as subhumanity, that is hate speech. If you refer to people in violent and sexual as violent or sexual criminals, other criminals, including but not limited to thieves, bank robbers, or saying all parentheses protected characteristics or quasi protected characteristic are criminals. That's tier one. Fuck out of here. Tier two. <laughs> There's tiers? Tier two is Where what I violated. Company? Tier two are attacks which target a person or group of people who share any of the above listed characteristics where attack is defined as statements of inferiority or of an image implying a person or a group's physical, mental, or moral deficiency. All of Facebook is what they just <laughs> described. Physical, one. including but not limited to, quote, deformed, quote, undeveloped, hideous, or ugly. Mental, including but not limited to retard, cretin, low IQ, stupid, or idiot. So the specific words you cannot say on Facebook, someone is deformed, someone is undeveloped, someone is hideous, someone is ugly, someone is retarded, someone is a cretin, someone has a low IQ, someone is stupid, or someone is an idiot. That hate speech will not be tolerated on Zuckerberg's beautiful platform. And someone sent you that. Yeah. And that person is a retarded, idiot, cretin piece of shit. Yeah. Subhumanity is what we're dealing with. That's who sent it to you. I want to name my first comedy album Subhumanity now. You have to. Just because it, I guess, defines, I don't know what it means, but it seems like it probably defines how I act towards all human beings. Like they are subhumanity. Mine is going to be retarded cretin. That's a beautiful name for a special. Yeah. And tranny, retarded cretin tranny. It will not be allowed on Facebook. It didn't say tranny. Nothing on there. They didn't mention, uh, you know what? That might be a different tier. I didn't get that far. (laughs) 
I only read the top two tiers because <laughs> that's, two, that's what I did. Franny's all the way down at three, maybe four. That might be, that's very specific. That might be like a seventh tier <laughs> violation of hate speech. <laughs> Out of control. Unacceptable, dude. I'm almost fully transitioned, and I'm really that's excited. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm getting close. Right I, I'm, I'm re-transitioning back to being a man. <laughs> I've given up the, the hope. Yeah, you can't. You don't want to be a woman anymore. I'm just not into Cut it. Cut your hair, and you were just like, nah. I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a quad binary in terms of my gender. Quad? What is that, like a... Th- what I know that <laughs> I know that some of them are non-binary, yeah, and some of them are binary. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think I'm going to be quad-binary. Did you hear the speech from the non-binary thing? Can you say thing? That is inappropriate. Okay, person. Yeah, there you go. That she was on billions. He, she was on. It was on billions. The TV show. Yeah, the Paul Giamatti show, which I love. It's okay. a great show. And she, the person, the yeah. binary, uh-huh. non-binary person, sure. is excellent okay. in the show. But when they passed this law, I believe it's in New York, where uh, when the when a baby's born, the gender gender is just X, and then when they figure it out, it. I think that's in Canada. I don't think any states in America have that rule yet. Is that girl from Canada then? She might be. I know. I know. Boy, uh, but I don't know. If Justin a... Trudeau was really pushing this law. That I thought we this shouldn't... was New York. I thought they were because she said the mayor's name. It's possible that New or York is trying it... to do it. I don't know. It's possible that New York would have made it an option to not specify a ah, gender. Okay, so it's not a law. But I don't think it's a law that you can't specify. I think it's just if you want your child to be non-binary, X. you can. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, she gave a speech. It's this is hard to retrain how to fuck. I mean, I'm listening to David Goggins, but this isn't going to retrain my thinking. Don't retrain. There's no I reason can't. to retrain. The point there's is, two guys in there. I'm going to say oh, he, really? he. They're guys, Eleanor, you bigot. Well, I don't know. You disgusting bigot. So we don't I need your hate speech. supposed to say she said, he said, it said? Do I say it said? Listen, now you're as big a bigot as Louie with his big. I feel like I'm turning into my father, and that's we scary. We are. <laughs> we are turning into our... I mean, my parents are way more understanding than I am, so I'm turning into my grandfather. But your father and my grandfather Same. both in the Korean Same War. Season. So that's really where we're at. The we chosen are, frozen. We are a couple of Korean War veterans trying to exist in a non-binary world. Yeah. And it just ain't working out for us. These non-binaries would never have been able to withstand what the chosen frozen did. No, absolutely not. Frozen chosen. I say, I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! It's late. Yeah, it's I'm late. Excited. I gotta go. Like, Josh go to is bed. like, "Yes, it is, motherfucker." I gotta go home um, and go to bed. Yes. All right. So this will be out on Wednesday, guys. Thanks for listening and hit us up who you want to be guests on here. Yeah, what you're we probably for, can't get them, like but that. we'd like to know. Doesn't who it matter. Is. We'll try. I'll try. I'm sleeping with everybody to see what's going on, and, and um, don't hit us up about sound issues because <laughs> we don't know and we don't care. Go to Josh O'Brien. No. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one? Who are we throwing? Brett Erickson. But also, uh, all right, so I'm November, no, January. We're in January, January. right? January. 17th 
through the 20th, I will be in Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, Go yeah. check that out. That's going to be a good comedy. show. Oh, yeah. That's over there at the mall. Oh, the Mall of America. Oh, I said that wrong. No, uh, I don't mall think so. of America. America is like oh, Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mixed it. Oh, yeah. I put a little Delco spin on it. Uh, so, yeah, I will be there the 17th through the 20th. So, if you're in Minnesota, people keep saying, when are you coming here? When are you coming here? Well, I'm coming to Minnesota. So, right. come out January 17th through the 20th. Prince is dead and so is Kirby Puckett. This is the Aww, best thing for you to sad. say. Aww, it's true, though. According to the Chris Rock bit, those are the only two black people in Minnesota. <laughs> they got two black people in Minnesota. Prince and Kirby Puckett. <laughs> Prince and Kirby Puckett. That's Kirby pretty Puckett. good impression. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Josh, you have something to plug? You, you already dropped your sprint car, you weirdo. Yeah, just check out Civilianization. It's a podcast for veterans, by veterans. And you can download it on iTunes, Stitcher, and all that other fun stuff. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come to the Comedy Store. Support live comedy. Love you guys. Rate, subscribe. Bye. Peace. <laughs>